So glad you're here with us this morning. You got the Word of God there with you. If not, we'll put it up. Hopefully you do. We're going to look starting out with Psalms 34. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6. And we're going to look at this message. Why you should praise God. Why you should praise God. Don't leave it to someone else. You need to praise God. We're going to see this morning some reasons why it's so important we as Christians learn what this power of praise is and, and what it does and how important it is in our life. You've got that turn there. Let's stand for the reading of the word. Verse 1 through 6 and says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Why should you praise God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and we thank you, Lord, because you're so worthy of praise and glory and honor. And God, there's so many reasons why we, Lord, as your children, should have praise that just comes rolling out of us. God, that we shouldn't have to be, Lord, encouraged or prod or, Lord, instructed. But God, it should be something that just comes out, flowing out of us because of who you are and because of what you've done. God, I pray that you would stir us and God teach us this morning. And God, encourage us, Lord, to lift up your name. The world needs to see you and what you have done and what you've done for us. And God, I thank you, Lord, and I worship you. Lord, let this be a place of praise. Let there be praise ring in this place before we leave today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why should you praise God? Every one of us as Christians has been challenged. And, 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 and there's reasons why that we should have a praise that comes from our spirit and our soul. Amen. This is, there, there is three powerful tools. This is why it's so important. There's at least three, but there's three main powerful tools that God has given the believer, that's you and me, that causes us, if we take advantage of these three things, the enemy is limited in what he can do. We can push him back. The enemy can be his chains broken. He will run in defeat. He will find himself powerless in your life. If you can learn these three things, we're just going to look at one of them today. In fact, I'm maybe doing this series at this moment. I've got a series of why. And we're going to look at some whys. Today is why should you praise. And, and the three things that's so powerful that Christians find themselves walking away from so many times, not realizing the most important tools they got in their tool belt that God has given us. We walk away from them and we go to something else. These three things is prayer. Power of the Holy Spirit and praise. These things are so important. The enemy it used to be in charge of praise. The enemy, Satan used to stand in the presence and he was the in charge of praise and worship before God. And he desired that so much for himself that he was cast out. And now that praise and worship that he desired from himself goes to God and he hates it when people praise God. He wants it himself. That's why he wants this world to worship him. Yeah. When he tried to, to defeat Jesus, 
He wanted him to worship him. If you'll just fall down and worship me, I'll give you everything you can imagine. He wants praise and worship, but the praise and worship we have that defeats him is when we worship God. So we're going to look at that. I was looking at what are some reasons? What are some oppositions of praise? Why does people not praise? I mean, I think we can do better, don't you? Don't you think this church, maybe we can do a little better? I mean, it's one thing that we can, we, sometimes if you don't watch, I encourage you to do this. Is when you're lifting your hands, we, we need to realize is, are, what are we doing? What, you know, or how do we worship? How do we praise? I've told you before, when Kevin Lord put me on the spot or not, uh, uh, during one of his revivals many years ago, and Kevin and I got saved the same night, and he got me back uh, later, all kinds of things I put him through as a, as a young guy at First Pentecostal together. And he got me, just no notice, got me in front of the church. I've told you this before. And with no notice, in front of everybody that was in that revival service, he says, turn toward everybody. And if, just imagine if I, each one of you, if I stood you right here in front of everybody, now turn, face everybody, and praise God. It's, it's just as strong as you can. Boy, that was, that's tough stuff because nobody else is praising. You're doing it by yourself. And so, Ben, I give it all I have. <laughs> He, he, did, he did say, well, that's pretty good. He says, but now we can help him and we can do better. And so everybody, let's praise. And they all stood. Boy, it felt better that time. Felt a lot better that time when everybody was praising him. When you look, uh, you look at this psalm here, this psalmist, this David is praising God because of what God's done in his life. The psalms is songs. And those songs are worshiping God because of him being faithful and true and powerful and the one that, just, that helps but I was looking at some things in our lives that what could cause, first, I'm not going to concentrate, I'm just going to give you these three things and I'm going to move on. But what are some things that keeps us from praising? Number one, it can be pride in our lives. We can have things that we focus on ourselves instead of focusing on who God is. That verse that, we're go- that we look at, we're going to see here in verse 3, says, Oh, magnify the Lord. That means, that means to focus in. That means to blow up. Not making Him bigger than He is, but focus on the minute details of God. And, how, and when you start looking at who God is and what He's done in your life, there ought to be something that starts happening inside of us. Sometimes we focus on ourselves and our problems and our things and pride can get in our way. Sometimes we don't want anybody to hear us. Why is that? Because we don't love God and God's not done enough in our lives or we forget what he's done and all of a sudden we don't praise him because, listen, let me tell you something. If someone come to you and, and, and this person uh, maybe saved your child's life and they come in the service this morning, you'd be telling everybody, this is the one that saved my daughter. If someone come to you this week and paid off your mortgage, if you've got a mortgage, and said, I'm paying that off, you'd be telling everybody about it. You'd be lifting them up. You'd be saying, let me tell you what somebody, I heard some of you praising some other things this morning right before service. You know what's important. You can tell why people talk about what's important to them. They talk about what's important. So sometimes we've got to watch out because we may not be praising God because we don't have, we, we have something between us and pride is that he's not big enough to us. Another thing is because of forgetfulness. We can forget what he did for us yesterday. We focus on just today and we forget the things that he did for us yesterday. And so we forget to praise him because we're saying, but God, look what I'm going through today. But he can say, look what I did for you yesterday. And if we respond and think about what he did yesterday, there ought to be a praise in heart and says, well, Lord, I can, I'm going to lift you up and praise you. Let me tell you something. There's been times that I've gone through some big problems in my life. That third one is fear, by the way, fear. Things that oppose the praise in our life is pride, forgetfulness, and fear. Fear is when we're going through things and we are overwhelmed because we focus in on the problem instead of focusing and magnifying the problem solver. Amen. 
When we get our eyes on who we serve, the problem becomes smaller. But what we're focusing on many times is ourselves, uh, our problems, and what we're afraid of, what's going on. And so God says, put your eyes on me. And we let the problem get so big that we forget who's above the problem. And so we get fearful. There's been times that I've been praying in the presence of the Lord and I've been overwhelmed with some things that I'm facing. But there is times when I just remember, Lord, I need to praise you. Because when you look at the Lord's prayer, it begins with praise and it ends with praise. Uh, when, when Paul is instructing us on prayer, in the middle of it, he's talking about not only make your request, uh, request made known unto God, but we need to praise Him. We need to praise Him for what He's done and what He's going to do. So praise is so important. Don't miss out on that. Don't let it be something, oh, I'm just, I'm just backward. I don't want to. No, let me tell you something. You get overwhelmed and filled up with the presence of God and you realize how big and powerful He is, all of a sudden you'll find yourself lifting up His name and praising it. It won't matter what anybody else around you thinks. So we need to realize there's some things that will oppose praise. Why? Why does the enemy not want you to praise? Why does he not want you to pray? Why does he not want you not want you to be filled with the Spirit? Because he knows the power behind it. He knows that he is limited when you do these. So today, we're going to look at a few opportunities to praise. There's reasons in your and my life that we need to take advantage of. And when we focus on these things, praise should spring forth because of it. Number one, you should praise God. Why? Number one, because he's worthy of your praise. You know that? He's worthy of your praise. He's the one that spoke your life into existence. He's the one that's been faithful to you every day. He's the one that's answered those prayers. He's the one that's came through for you every single time. Then we can't say, as the, as the psalmist says, that in all my life I've never seen God, for, uh, God fail through His righteous. God, I'm paraphrasing. God, that God has turned His back on His people. And in your life, I guarantee you, you could say the same thing this morning. He's worthy of praise. That verse 1 says, I, he's, he's looking at what God's done and he's worshiping a God and he's lifting him up. And in fact, he's causing others. He wants you. He's saying, look at him. Look how big he is. Let's magnify him. Let's praise him together. Isn't it more powerful? It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Hey, every moment of every day, I'm thinking about how good he is. I'll bless him at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Every opportunity I get, I'm going to be pointing to my God. Why? Because I'm thinking about Him. Because I'm in love. I'm in love with Him. I'm thinking about Him. I'm worshiping Him. My soul shall make her. That word, that sentence, that, that the, the, what it's actually saying is my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. My soul is going to boast in nothing else. Not me. Not somebody else. My boast is going to come from my God. I'm going to point toward my God and everything. And a good thing happened in my life that wasn't a gift from him or you. God is the blessing and the blesser. Amen. My social and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Those that are meek before God is going to see what God's doing in your life. And as you lift him up and pray. Have you ever done that? Someone be lifting God up and praising him for what he's done in their life. And all of a sudden, whoo, you feel it too. Why? Because they're exalting the Lord. They're exalting the Lord and you're feeling it. And you get that, you feel His presence at the, at the same exact time. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Again, that's not saying make God bigger than He is. You can't get something to make God bigger than He is. We can't comprehend the bigness of God. The greatness, the goodness, the power, the glory of God. We can't do it. So this verse says, let's just see if we can get some. Let's just zoom in on some of the characteristics of God. And when you start looking, He's faithful. 
He's my salvation. He's my help. He's the one. He's my, he's my high tower I run to. He's the one that, that saved me from destruction. He's the one that saved me from sin. He's the one that, that does everything in my life. He's so faithful to me. We start looking at his attributes. He's never failed me yet. He hears me when I pray. He answers me every time I call him. Well, my goodness, when I start counting the, the things of God, the attributes of God, magnifying the Lord, praise starts responding in my life and I can't do anything but smile and lift my hands and worship God there is power let me tell you something don't this is not one of those things that's optional these three things that uh, that's the tools that the Lord has given it's it's not optional you've got to have them you've got to be a praiser you've got to be filled with the spirit and you've got to be someone who knows how to pray and call out on God you've got to get those three things we're living in an hour. You better have them because it is so important. C.S. Lewis, in a, in a little article that I read that he wrote in one of his books uh, front, titled Reflections of the Psalms, was making a case, and he was saying that, that he was looking at praise, and then he discovered that praise was a spontaneous, automatic response from what you love and care about. Let me give you, and he, he's going to make a point that says it's not really complete. You don't have that complete uh, love. You don't experience the greatness, the mighty love and power of that adoration that you have until you actually tell somebody about it. Let me, if, you, if, you, if you're someone who loves your wife or husband when you were dating, I guarantee you, Everywhere you went, I mean, you just could, you couldn't tell them how much, how, you just couldn't tell them how much, oh, you're so, honey, you're so beautiful. Oh, I can't imagine my life. Now, some of you all, it might have been a while, you might want to have to think a little bit to get back to that point. And hopefully, and some of you now, you're still doing it. That's wonderful. That's, how, that's, a, that's a key to a strong marriage. That's a key to, but you, you just can't get enough of them. And you just want to talk about them. And it kind of makes you sick when you get around people like that because what they're going to do is say, oh, she's so wonderful. Jesus, she's just awesome and wonderful and beautiful and stuff. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, do you ever stop? What's going on is that is the adoration of their heart. If you love sports, you can't quit. Let me tell you about the cats. Did you see them play yesterday? You can't quit talking about them. Whatever it is, if you love hunting, Hunting's what you want to talk about. Whatever it is, you love. Whatever it is, you want to. And if you, now I want you to, I want to give you a little because I, I thought through this and I believe it's true. Here's why: I was thinking through some times when I was excited about something that I that was good in my life, something I was excited about. Now you you'll get to know me if you don't already in two years almost. Uh, that what I get excited about things that I really care about, so I talk about them. I, I love to switch the conversation to something. Uh, and so forth, of course, it needs to be the Lord all the time. But when you start talking about it, you will find out as you talk about it, you get more excited. You're thinking of something that it seems pretty good. And I think I need to tell them about it because it's good. But as you talk, you will find your heart beating faster. You'll find yourself getting excited. You want to tell them a few more details than you plan. Why? Because that's where your adoration and love is. That's where your heart is. And so what he said, this is how he summed this up. He says, I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. He said, it is its appointed consummation. It is not out of compliment that lovers keep on telling another how beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete till it's expressed. He's saying that you don't have the fullness of that experience until you express it. It's kind of, I was thinking this kind of an example that Abraham 
saying he'd be faithful to God and would never fail him and whatever you say I'm going to do. He did, but he didn't experience the fullness of that till he had a knife in his hand and he was coming down with it. There was that moment where he said, I want you more than anything else. I love you more than even the son you gave me that's going to fulfill the promise you gave me. And his hand was coming. That was the fulfillment of the love that he had for God because he was dedicated to him. So we need to see that praise is, he's worthy of our praise. In fact, Jesus riding in to Jerusalem on that donkey and what's going on is he comes in. People are throwing down sheaves in front of him and they're saying, glory, uh, glory to God and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're worshiping him. But right before they kill him, of course. But they're worshiping him. He's getting praise. It's a foretaste of who he truly is. And the Pharisees are saying, you've got to stop them. You need to shut them up. You hear they're praising you. What is his response? Luke 19, 40 says, And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if they should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Are you telling me that a rock has more sense than me sometimes? He does. Or it does. Not a he. Even nature has more trees lifting their hands, flowers. Lift the worship of God. And sometimes we fail to find reason to praise Him. So we should praise God because He's worthy. Number two, you should praise God because He hears you and responds when you cry. Do you believe that? I hope you do. Because the next problem you've got, you want to believe that. You need to believe that. How many in here can say that I've cried out to God in my time of trouble and He came through? He came through. If you, maybe, maybe the, if you didn't raise your hand, maybe you just haven't cried out to him. Because when you need him, he, he hears. We see that the word of God tells us in, in verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. I sought the Lord and he heard. He not only hears, but he responds. He comes running. Now, when you think about that, that's wonderful. We talk about that. But let me read you something that I want to paint you a picture. Psalms chapter 3 verse 4 talks about him coming and running. It's like a mother responding to that baby's cry. It says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. You've got to realize, who, who's, who's hearing our cry? This is God Almighty. Where's he at? He's in the heavenlies. Around him is praise continually. Around him is cherubims and seraphims that's in his presence and those seraphims that's sitting there that won't even look, look upon him because of his holiness. And they fly around him saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. 24 hours a day, they're worshiping him. There's people praising him and worshiping him because he's worthy. They know who he is. They're seeing this great and mighty God and the power that he, this glory that just fills the room. And yet in the midst of that, are you telling me the word of God says that one of his saints just sends up a little whimper and he hears from his holy heel and he responds? Why, is that not worth praise? Is that not worth calling on his name and lifting him up? Because he hears us and he doesn't just stay up there and say, that's good. No, he comes and responds to us. He, he reacts to us. Oh, he's a mighty God, and he's worthy of praise. Amen. Amen. Number three, hallelujah. Praise him because he's worthy. 
Praise Him because He hears and He responds to your cry. Number three, you should praise God because He is your salvation. If He didn't care about you, He could have blowed and we would be out of existence. He didn't even have to. It's, the Lord knew who we were in the vileness of our heart before He breathed life into Adam and Eve. And yet from the foundation, before that even happened, it says that He already had a plan to save you and I, and that his son agreed that he would be the salvation by dying on a cross. He's your salvation. If it wasn't for him, we would be all doomed. And in fact, if he hadn't revealed his secret plan, his hidden plan throughout all eternity until the cross, that we too were going to be part of that. We were going to get to be part. We would have been cast out. We would have been the, the ones that was left on the outside with no hope. But we see that he is our salvation. Psalms 18.46 says the Lord liveth. Oh, I love it. The Lord liveth. Yeah. We don't serve a dead God. We've been singing about He's alive and alive forevermore. And blessed be my rock. And let the God of my salvation be exalted. He's not only, he's alive and he hears us and he's active and he's working and he will never end. He's the rock that whenever we are in trouble, He lifts us up and we establish. When we get saved, we're planted on a solid rock that will never be shaken. I don't care what happens with our elections or our nation or whatever happens in this world. He will never be shaken. And He's our salvation. You can put your confidence in Him. So He's worthy of praise and glory. Amen. He's your salvation. He's mine. When you're in trouble, you call on Him. And he's your salvation, amen? Has he helped you before? Has he been with you? Almighty God. Number four, there's seven. Number four, you thought there's five and it was about done, but there's seven. Number four, you should praise God because he is your deliverer while you praise him. Do you know, and we've talked about some of this before, God can use your praise to defeat the enemy. Why is that so hard? Because we're going through situations sometimes. And we feel like anything but praise. We feel like, God, I can't praise you now. Do you see what I'm facing? Do you ever read in Scripture that talking about a sacrifice of praise? Sometimes we praise God. We, we, we put praise on the altar before He even does the work. Now, it's not really because God's already got the work in motion. He knows everything, and God's got it all under control. But sometimes God waits, just like that knife was coming down. God says, will you trust me? Will you praise me that you just know that I'm going to be the one? I came through for you yesterday. I came through for your family last night. I've done a million things in your life. Have I ever failed you before? Then why can't you praise me before I do what I'm going to do? Sometimes we give and sacrifice a praise and says, God, I praise you because of who you are. I praise you that you've, you said that you would go with me through this trial. I praise you that you've always took care of me in the past. I praise you right now. I'm going to lift up your name because you're going to go with me even through this one. And no matter what, I know it won't destroy me because you go with me and you're going to carry me. And when I look back, I'm going to be able to praise you. Because when we praise, sometimes God lets us lift up our voice to praise. I've done that before. I have been lifting in a need. I told you about this a little bit a minute ago. been going through a situation and, and, and I'm overwhelmed. And then I remember what the Word of God tells us to give these sacrifices of praise. 
that we praise God for who He is. And sometimes in the middle of adversity, and I feel like I'm overwhelmed, but all of a sudden I found this to be true. You need to try this. Try it with all your might. Get alone with God. You're going through that trouble. And you get alone with God. And you don't know what you're going to do. Don't. what Like David did, who said he encouraged himself in the Lord, right? We see we get in God's presence and we start lifting, we start magnifying Him. We start thinking about Him. We start, all of a sudden, we start praising Him. And I don't mean just saying words. I'm saying say it until you feel it. Think about Him until you feel it. Worship Him because of who He is. And all of a sudden, let me tell you what you're going to find if you haven't done this. You're going to find that all of a sudden that overwhelming feeling of gloom and despair over you starts to open up and the glory of God will come in and you will find that all of a sudden His presence is so strong tears will flow down your face and you'll be able to sit there and worship God in the midst of your trouble because sometimes God wants you to praise Him because of who He is and what He's going to do and it's at that moment that God breaks that yoke. It's that moment that God, God's done it many times. They was an enemy coming against Jehoshaphat. We've looked at these verses last year. Jehoshaphat was sitting there and there was three armies come against him. I think at least three. There was Moab. There was, there was Moab and there was Ammon. And there was Mount Seir. This was three armies that was marching against them and they had no ability to stop them. They were outnumbered. So they called out on God. And they were trusting in him. And he let them know, I'm going to take care of this. And so Jehoshaphat said, now this is tough stuff. You've got to be serious to do this. He put singers. They had to still go to battle. They had still had to show up. And, and, you, and they still didn't know how he was going to do it. But God said, I got this battle. And they go stand there. Here comes the enemy marching toward them. And with all their armament, with all their weaponry, and Jehoshaphat put singers to praise God before these armies. My goodness. What kind of weapon is that, Jehoshaphat? Where did you come up with that? My goodness. Was that a wisdom or a wise thing to do? Oh, it was absolutely what they needed to do. We see that 2 Chronicles 20, 21 and 22 says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. Verse 22, And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and when they were come, which were come, uh, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. They didn't see the glory and the protection and the power of God until they first worshipped Him. Listen, in your life, if you can learn that, and if I could learn that, if we could live our everyday life, say, God, I don't have to know every detail. I don't have to know what's going to happen. I don't, when I look at the situation today, Lord, it troubles my heart. I don't know what to do. No one knows what to do. But God, as I do that, I put my, I praise you. Because God, from the beginning of creation and until the end of time and beyond millenniums past that, your name will never fail. It never will fail. And you will not fail me. 
We see in Joshua or Jericho, we see the same thing. Just one verse. They're standing there. They've been marching. They're against a city that's walls are so thick. There's no way they could do anything. They can't do anything about it. These people inside the, of the, inside the gates, they're terrified because they heard what happened in the Red Sea. And they don't know, but they know that they're in a pretty good spot because these walls are so thick, nobody could penetrate them. They're too high, too thick. But they marched around seven times with a command. Don't you say a word. You keep it inside. You know what I think they're doing? Is they're marching around. I think, I think the Lord's bringing to their memory what he did for them at the Red Sea. I think they're thinking about, oh, we serve a mighty God. Oh, they're thinking about God because the word is, is when they march around seven times, you keep all that bottled up. You keep thinking about who you serve. And at a moment's notice, the trumpet's going to sound. And when it does, shout glory. Shout before your God. And the moment that they did it, that trumpet sounded. And that shout of praise went up before them. It says the walls fell flat. It's as if the earth opened up. Elevators slid down and they walked straight ahead of themselves. Straight through. The enemy cannot do anything to you if you learn how to praise God. God is the one that's in control. And he wants to teach us to praise him and to glorify him. Number five, you should praise God because his mercy endures forever. How many woke up this morning and God said, that's it, I'm done. I've, I've took care of you. I, I've forgiven you. I've put up with the way you act and I'm done with you. No, 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 no. His mercy was new for you this morning. You come into his presence and he relates to your heart and says, I love you just as much as I did yesterday. No, listen, you, you, may, you may not be worthy, but I love you anyway. I'm still working on you. I'm still giving you my mercy and my grace. His mercy endures forever. For his Psalms 89.1 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. That all generations literally says generation and generation and generation. Keeps on going. God was not only faithful when this was written. God is faithful to this generation. And to your kids and your kids' kids if the Lord tarries. God has been faithful and he will continue being faithful to those who love him. And love him enough to worship him and to praise him. God's mercy continues to endure. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number six, you should praise God because He always keeps His promises. He has never one time throughout history, through the billions of people, ever lied to one person and not been faithful. Never. Now, every one of us in this room today can say, I've not been faithful to Him. I've failed Him. I've not done what I told Him. But he is faithful. I read some verses yesterday. was talking about that how God responds. And, and you, you, know, you don't do this. And then God responds this way. But it says as far as his promises. It says he, he never fails his promises. That's just not who he is. I'm paraphrasing. Because God can't. God will always keep his promises. He will keep his promises. Hallelujah. Luke 137 says, uh, uh, For no word from God will ever fail. Joshua 21, 45 says, Not one word of the good promises that the Lord has made to the house of Israel hath failed. All came to pass. God doesn't fail. God doesn't fail. And here's the last one. You should praise God. And there's plenty. We could go on and on and on. But we'll stop on seven. You should praise God 
Because he responds to your praise. He inhabits your praises. He wants you to praise him. We see that in uh, Psalms 22.3, it says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. It's talking about that word, inhabitest, means to sit down, to dwell, to reside. This word here is saying that God is residing, hovering in the praises of His people. Now, if you look at that, that it's discovered this, if you get the picture of what it's really talking about here. In the Old Testament, they believed, and I think rightly so, that God's presence in the Holy of Holies resided between the cherubim. That Ark of the Covenant, those cherubim on the Ark of the Covenant, above this uh, uh, holy uh, place, that when God came down, He rested in that place. We see that it talks about that in Psalms 80, verse 1. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, who, uh, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth. It's talking about that, that God has a throne, that He's riding upon the cherubim, and He is hovering, and in their minds, they believe that God's presence was in that Holy of Holies, above the sacrifice, and His presence resided there. And what they would do, they would offer their praise toward that. And they believed, and rightly so, that God inhabited and rode, and that prayer and that praise would surround God, and that's where He dwelt, in the praises of His people. And so, that's the way they did it. In our lives, that, that uh, uh, veil has been torn. Now God resides right within us. And so we need to take off where they left off. And we need to learn. And as we pray, listen, this will help you if you do this. When you praise God, get a picture of Him hovering right above you. Because your praise takes you right into the throne room of God. Do you know God hears you? So He hears you when you pray. So as we praise, we need to lift Him up. And we need to realize that our spirit and our soul is in the presence of a holy, mighty God. And it ought to change the way we lift Him up. Because we're standing before a holy, awesome God who has been faithful to us. And He's worthy. And we ought to see our praise surrounding God. And it pleases God. Why? Not because He's fickle. Not because He needs you to praise Him. Because it is that moment that we lift him up and praise him and see him for who it is. Remember what I said that uh, C.S. Lewis said, it is when we actually exalt him and lift him and praise him. It is when our, it's when our love for him is completed. Yes. When we see him for who he is and we're lifting him up and worshiping him, all of a sudden we feel, our, we feel our spirit being stirred. We see God for who he is, tears flowing down our face. We tell him how awesome it is and we mean it because no one told us to say that and we're worshiping him and all of a sudden you will feel it's something you've never felt before. You'll feel the presence of God in your life like never before and the enemy will be nowhere in sight. He can't stand that. He doesn't want that when God's presence is being expounded. And when God's presence is in the house, His, His, His works is done. Praise God. See Him for who He truly is. And praise Him. You'll never have a closer experience with God when you learn that. When you learn that. You can say, well, that's just not the way I am. We need to become that person. We need to become that person. We need to be people of praise. 
I, I, I want us this, this place to be such a, a spontaneous praise. I want to hear a roar. I want people going down the road and saying, what in the world was that? Well, it's God's people praising God. Why? Because he's on. Listen, when God come in the house, when the people in God's glory would come down in that temple, there would be a roar. There would be a praise. People would hit their face. People would glorify God. Why? Because his presence came down. And we sometimes take it so granted that we don't even make a whimper before God. We don't say a thing to God when He ought to hear us just lifting up our voice to Him. Let me tell you something. God responds to people who learn to praise Him. God responds to your situation whenever you learn to praise Him. You want to feel God? Praise Him. You want to see God move? Praise Him. You want to see God's glory come down? Learn to praise Him. You want to experience the presence of God like you've never experienced it before? Learn to praise God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength because He's worthy, because He's so good. And this morning as we finish, let me read you the six verses of Psalms 150. And I'm going to finish with this. Psalms 150 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise Him in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with a psaltery and harp. Praise Him with a timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. And we are that last part that says if God's given, that should be another reason. We, God's given us breath. God's given us some breath and we can praise Him. How many people would love to have that opportunity? How many people would love to be able to say with all their might and soul and strength, praise you, Lord, because you're the only reason I'm still here. You're the only reason I'm able to praise you. You're the one who give me the lungs and give me the air in my lungs, and I'm going to lift your name up with it. This morning, there can be nothing greater in this house if we could, if, if Sister Priscilla would come, if we could end this service learning to praise God. And even before we, we do any praying, could you all stand with me? Would you all stand with me? And listen, I, I want you to get out of your little... I want you to get out of comfort zone. I want you to get just like I did that time. And I'm going to do like I did. I stood right down here, right here. This is where I stood in front of everybody else. I'll do it for you, okay? And I, I'll give you an example because I want you to know how to, how to praise God. I don't want you to mock, I mean, do what I tell you to do. I don't want you to do anything just because I'm telling you to do it. I want you to do it because you've been thinking this whole sermon. Oh, he is good. How many believe that? You've been thinking, oh, he's good. He's worthy. He's worthy of praise. Well, this now is the time for us to show him that he's worthy because his presence is here and he's looking at hearts and lives and you may have never done it out loud before but I pray today will be the day that you start a new trend in your life to learn to worship God with all your heart and mind and soul don't worry about anybody else just make sure God can hear you amen let's just worship him this morning God you're worthy God you're glorious God there's no one like you God we lift you up God, we praise you. God, you're glorious, God. There's no one like you. Lord, the enemy, God, must flee. Oh, God, every chain, everything must be broken because of your glory and your presence. And God, this end time, Lord, the enemy, Lord, is trying to destroy our nation. But God, let the praises of your people push him back and drive him back. Let your church come alive. Lord, let us see that we have a Savior that's worthy of praise and glory. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. 
Oh God, I lift you. Lord, with all my voice, with all my strength, with all my soul, with all my might, I lift you and glorify you, God. There's no one like you. There never has been. There never will be. You're the faithfulness of our life. You're the salvation of our life. You're the strength of our life. You're the power of our life. You're the glory in our life. You're every good thing in our life. And we worship you and praise you. God, we're going to lift you up. Lord, let your praise and glory inhabit the praises of your people, God. Do it, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, you're worthy, God. Oh, you're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. You're worthy, God. Oh, God, you're worthy. You'll always be worthy. Oh, you've already won the battles. You've already brought us through them, God. We trust you in every part of our life. We trust you with the things that God calls us to be terrified. God, we trust you. We praise you. We lift you up. God, you're going to break the enemy's back. Lord, you're going to drive the enemy back. God, this nation will come again to you. We'll see your glory and we'll lift you up. God, when we see those that, God, we've been praying for, we thank you right now and praise you that they're coming in. We praise you, God, that the impossible that we've given up hope in, God, you're doing it even as we pray, even as we seek your face. God, we praise you, Lord. Just lift him up, folks. Lift him up. Praise you, God. Praise you, God. You're worthy, Lord. Let the angels hear us glorify you. Let the world hear us glorify you, God. Hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, you're not done. God, you're not done. We make you so little. God, we make you so little. And God, you're so great. God, because we've not magnified you the way we should. God, we're not looking at how great you are. We judge you by the problems we have. We judge you by the lack of faith that we have. And God, you're a great and mighty God. Lord, we're encouraged in you today. God, we're not going to walk around defeated. God, we're not going to walk around cast down. But God, we're encouraged. Why? Because our help cometh from the Lord God Almighty. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy God. Thank you, Holy God. Hallelujah. Oh, there's no one like you. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. Hallelujah. Almighty God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, would you work? God, you see every need. Oh, you see every situation, God. You see, Lord, how sometimes we get so heavy. God, we get so overwhelmed with what we face. Oh, God, the enemy has convinced us there's no hope. But, God, that's not true with you. God, there's nothing too great for you. There's nothing too hard for you. God, whenever we can't see it, that's whenever, God, you can do the greatest thing. Lord, just as Jehoshaphat, they praised God. They didn't have come with the weapons. They didn't come to do battle. They come trusting you. And God, when they didn't see what you were going to do, you already had ambushment ready to roll upon this enemy. Oh, that was going to drive them back and defeat them, everyone. And God, you're doing the same thing in this hour. And God, I praise you and thank you, Lord, in each of our lives. God, I pray that God, each and every one, God, when we leave this place today, 
God, when we leave this place today, that God, there would be such an excitement in our soul. God, start from every single one in this place this morning, even those that's watching us this morning. God, that there would be an excitement. God, fill their heart. That God, we don't look at the things anymore the way we did before. But God, we look with confidence. Why? Because we're not looking down. We're looking up. We're looking up. And God, you're more worthy of praise this hour than you've ever been before. And God, the enemy thinks he's going to win. The enemy that thought he was going to win at Calvary thinks he's going to win today. He thinks he's going to win. He thinks he's got these loved ones we're praying for. And he thinks that he's got this nation that we love. He thinks that he is going to win a great victory. And if you look with the human eye, God, it looks that way. But God, what the enemy never seems to see until it's too late is God, you're already on the move. And God, before time even began, you already had the answer. You already had sent the answer. You already provided the answer. And the enemy will be defeated again. We know that his destination is in the pit of hell. He will not win. He will not prevail. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And almighty God, we praise you for that. We believe that, God. We believe that, God. Lord, even those that we've been praying for, that God had not been to death, but God had be turned around. And again, in this hour, we see the healing power of God. We see your Holy Spirit come alive. We see, God, the Holy Spirit drag souls to the altar. We see your Holy Spirit touching lives and healing lives, God. We see marriages put together. We see a nation calling out on God. We see a return to the goodness and the righteousness of God. Lord, we can't see these things in our eyes, but we serve in and praise in a God this morning who's already done it. You've already done it. And we thank you for that. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah.